Welcome to Inside the Upside Down on the Mike Ricksecker audio journey on MikeRicksecker.com. Welcome to Inside the Upside Down. I am Mike Ricksecker, author and ghost story, and with me, as always, is Shauna, our chat shenanigator from Edge of the Rabbit Hole and a writer herself. Yeah, and it's a work in progress. A work in progress. We are talking some writing earlier tonight. We have some ideas in mind for next year, but it's still this year. So we're going to be talking about respecting the dead tonight. Um, we're we're fishing around for some other ideas. We're looking at some other ideas for tonight's episode that we were lining up. Um, and this one really got inspired by uh, news from this morning. It was a link that Susan Adkins had uh, sent me. And I know sometimes she watches our stuff. She usually posts on my Facebook wall about coffee and, and stuff like that. But she sent me this one today about this cemetery in Connecticut that, I mean, this and this is just ridiculous. Um, how bad this one is. So it's in Bridgeport, Connecticut. And basically, I think they said there was like 130 graves that had been basically desecrated. Uh, a number of different things were going on. People were finding uh, bones strewn about all over the place, parts of caskets. Um, old graves had been dug up to put you know, fresh bodies on top of. Headstones had been moved around. All this crazy stuff was going on at this cemetery. So, um, you know, the uh, history behind it, or the little bit that I know of in any case, is that, you know, it was not ever, you know, funded by the city. There was a association that took care of it, and the association dissolved back in the 80s. And it was basically a couple of men and a woman that were supposed to be taking care of it. And obviously, they didn't care to take care of it. They just... You know, I don't know if it was one of those, well, let's stick that body over here. And they just didn't care that there was already a, a body buried there. I, I don't know. But this is ridiculous. Yeah, there was, you know, the way the article sounds, sound like they were just, you know, reaching, grabbing some, you know, put this stone on top of this stone, throw this bone here, stick this bone there. And ugh, I it was it was terrible that that link that i read today and uh i mean just the karma from that alone whatever is happening to this woman it isn't enough her and the guy that she no, i guess with. it was her husband yeah 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 they arrested her but apparently not him so i guess she was the one that was primarily taking care of this although she showed up um in a wheelchair and saying she's been been ill and all that. So I don't understand if she's confined to a wheelchair, how she's you know, digging things up and all that. I, I don't know all of those details. I don't know if she was trying to play, you know, some sympathy there or what have you, you know, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a complete mess. Um, I don't know where to begin on that. I'm just, I'm still right now shocked and appalled that you could, consciously dig up somebody else's grave to put another body in there. You know, and they were showing photos of like 
headstones that were turned upside down, you know, yeah. weird crap like this. So, um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't understand it. Um, so what was, uh, Diane Hilbert Bridgeport, Bridgeport, Connecticut has some pretty rough neighborhoods. Um, I've been through there before. I, I, I mean, I used to live in Western Mass and we would go down to, we'd go down to Connecticut at times. I don't have any specific remember, uh, memories of Bridgeport, but, um, you know, it's a, uh, of course, extremely old town, old part of the country, old cemetery, and nobody taking care of it. And we just covered lost cemeteries. This one's not lost. It, yeah. It's there. Yeah, it's there. It's just, I mean, and even in the article, you know, they banned her from going back there. And she had said, I've been trying, you know, to stay away from there. She'd been wanting to get out of that. But how she chose to, you know, get out of there, if that's the reason that she was trying, there's something wrong with her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's something going on. And, you know, if she, I don't even know how to, how I would respond to that as a judge. If someone's like, well, mentally I'm not okay. So that's why I did that. Or I was possessed or whatever excuse she uses, you know, I, I don't even know how I would respond to that. Yeah. She's talking about, I was trying to get out from the cemetery for 10 years. I mean, you either do or you don't. Yeah, you know? I don't understand. You know, it's not like she owns the cemetery, right? Or is she contractually bound to take care? If not, you just alert the, the city, hey, I'm not doing this anymore. Someone else has to. You know, there's there's no, they can't force you to do that. They can't force you to stay where you don't want to stay. Yeah, so I, I just, you know, I don't know all of the facts, so I can't really, but still, her actions, her behavior is just totally inexcusable. Yeah, there's Candy Orton saying, uh, Variety Multimedia, uh, this crap didn't happen overnight. She obviously had been doing this a long time, sick. Yeah, and you know, people are, I mean, I don't know if it was a money thing, because people have to pay for those plots. They're not just free, you know. Um, so I don't know if there was something in it for her there and if she just thought it was easier, well, we'll bury them in these plots here you know, because, I don't know, they're closer. We don't have to go as far. I, I don't know what in the world the deal would have been there. You know, as far as continuing to run it on her own, I could see maybe for, you know, the money, um, if she was pocketing some of that, you know. But, um, yeah, I mean, we've seen, as far as like these lost cemeteries that we've been dealing with and visiting, that... People just stopped taking care of it. Yeah. You know, so it's not like, yeah, it's not like she had to keep taking care of it on, on her own. Um, and, and even if she didn't have anybody lined up to continue on, you know, okay, so it would have been a, a cemetery that would have become a lost cemetery, you know, which would have been sad. Um, but, but a desecrated cemetery yeah. is totally, you know, I mean, if it were when vandals do it, you know, yeah, there's no excuse for that either. But, you know, this wasn't just, you know, a random, you know, series of vandalism. You know, this was just, you know, this woman, you know, that was involved in desecrating this entire, you know, I don't know how many stones were there, but God, you know, there was an awfully big number. So, and if it was something that she was doing over an extended period, you know, of time, 
Yeah, they're talking so. since the 1980s. She's basically had control of us. That's 30 years plus. Right. So, yeah. So, yeah, respecting the dead. I mean, you're, you're talking at least 130 that you know, bones are out all over the place. Caskets have been damaged. Um, you know, people are people are actually collecting bags of bones. Um, and like I said, casket pieces and, and what have you. So, you know, these... These bodies are, they're unrested. Right. I mean, to me, a caretaker of a, like, say, pick one of the local cemeteries. You know, say I'm a, you know, a caretaker, you know, is responsible for what? Keeping the place clean, making sure there's Make sure the the lawn is mowed. Right. You know? You know, you're taking care, you know, maintenance and stuff like that. There's no excuse for her to root, you know, in and yeah well dig and even, up all these you know it's just yeah i mean okay there's a little organization there as far as okay so where are the plots well that's pretty much already pre-mapped you know um you, know, you have this piece of property you know i don't know because I, I don't know a, a lot about um the cemetery itself you know were all the plots already taken you know, that I don't know. Were all the plots already taken? And did she just keep saying, oh, yeah, you can keep coming in here. You know, pay us for a plot and we'll keep dumping them in. Maybe, but um, I, I think somebody would already recognize there's a max capacity here. But that's usually, you know, even on the older cemeteries, there's usually you know, a little plot back there and a little plot back there. Um, I'll have to look up some more specifics on it. But, um, yeah, as far as, like, managing the place... You know, you say, okay, this person, you're, you're paying for this plot here, and you, you're paying for this plot here. And even like the, the newer people that are coming in, you know, aren't they going out and looking at these plots? You know, where... I, mean, I would want to. Yeah. Yeah, so where is this at? Is there like maybe a nice tree over there? You know, is it on the hill? You know, I, I mean, there's a lot of different people, or a lot of different things that people look for. Um, So if they were doing, I mean, what was she showing them? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, it... If she hasn't dug any of the trees up or damaged them either. I mean, and didn't the art, I think the article also said that, uh, didn't they, you know, let her out with a promise, you know, to show up, you know, initially? Is that the right article? I read several articles today. Um, and then she finally showed up, you know, in a wheelchair or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But I don't, I don't know. That's. This is Sean Oldsmith is asking, do you think taking gravestones bones etc will give you an attachment i mean possible but i have a story go for it yeah well and we've already t- i've already told this story i believe whenever rita was on here for the cafe episode just go ahead but they were bare uh she lived at one time whenever she was uh, a bit younger on uh, Native American uh, near or near a mound, and her brother went and was rooting around in it and dug up remains of a baby. Yeah, I remember and you mentioned that. Put it yeah. in a box, a bag, or whatever. Yeah. Brought it into the house, and there was some nasty things going on inside the house after that. So, um, you know, she. You know, didn't want to tell him about it, but she was like, you better go. But so they had to, you know, read all of that. So we were talking about this story inside the cafe. Now, there's Native American energy in there, too. Uh, we've 
had we had on audio several you know phrases said by this you know Native American that was in there that's been identified as Native American um and he was really angry when we were talking about it and we had to explain you know no you know you could feel the energy change in there and uh we had to explain no 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 you know it wasn't us that did this we're just telling a story uh about a time when this happened in another in another time at another time and so we apologized and then to make things right we brought in an offering of uh, a native american piece of jewelry i had like turquoise and silver and and we left that as an offering and locked the building up and when we came back the necklace was gone yeah you hear about I mean, I mean that could have been potentially nasty. You hear of a lot about, especially in the past, different curses that uh, people thought would occur due to you know grave robbery and people you know opening tombs. You know, there's the you know the curse of King Tut, you know, <laughs> things like that. But you know, I mean, there were some very unusual things that happened after you know they got into that tomb. Um, but you know. But doing something like that, you get into a grave. Okay, you know, if you're just digging around and you stumble across it, okay, well, you know, that was an accident. But if you therefore start making a conscious decision, okay, now I'm going to start like really digging into it and defiling it and stealing stuff out of it and all that. Um, this is where we talk about intent a lot of times. You know, what's your intent behind it? And so if your intent is to, you know, rob the grave or defile it or something like that, I think karma is going to bite you in the ass. I think you could develop an attachment. Um, I We've talked before that we don't think places like cemeteries are natively haunted, but we do believe that uh, when you start, you know, interacting with, with a grave or somebody's remains, you know, or you start talking about uh, somebody there, then they kind of get alerted, you know, they, they catch that vibration or whatever that, hey, something's going on over at the grave site and they come on down. Now, if they're catching that vibration. They come on down and you're suddenly like ripping their body out of the grave and, you know, tossing bones around and stuff like that. Uh, I think they could probably be pretty pissed. Yeah. You're just asking for it at that point. And if, you know, I, whatever you, you reap what you sow. So you totally deserve whatever comes to you after, after behavior like that. Yeah, Sharon Lane saying mocking people at their gravesite stirs up trouble too. Absolutely, absolutely, that can stir stuff up. Like, like I said, you know, once you start talking about them, I think they do get like that little alert, a little vibration, or whatever you want to call it, uh, on that on that plane of existence, and they're right there. You're mocking them. Yeah, same deal. Yeah, and even not just at cemeteries, anywhere. You should never, ever, ever provoke a spirit in a negative fashion or speak ill of the dead. Yeah, well, you just, just like on that. yeah, just like on paranormal investigations, we always talk about being very, very respectful of the spirits that are there. They, right. they are people too. That was, you know, that was last week's episode. You know, ghosts are people too. They are. They just they don't have like Vanessa calls the meat sack anymore. Mm. You know, so um, so yeah, on investigations, there's another aspect we want to talk about. We want to talk about the. Uh, um, the cemetery aspect of it. We want to talk about the investigation aspect of it. Um, yeah, Judy Wilson. I wonder what's going to happen to that woman. Jail, find. Um, if she lived in Illinois, I can tell you what happened to her. Absolutely, absolutely nothing. 
What did they say about that? They, um, oh, what was it that they put in the article about um, what she was getting? Do you remember? I mean, all I remember is that she was banned from going there anymore. Yeah, she, she can't go there away. anymore. Right. But I don't remember. Oh, she had to show up. Uh, they released her with a promise to show up to a hearing. Oh, that was right. Yeah. That's right. I remember I was like, are you kidding me right you're, now? You're free to go, but you have to promise to come back. Oh, right. yeah, sure. I'll yeah, come sure, back. I'll be there. I'll be there. Uh, okay. You got it. Good deal. Whatever. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Bree Jones, I'd be more concerned about spiritual backlash. Um, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I hope um, she is haunted by the the spirits attached to those bodies and haunted by their families until she cracks and she's halfway there let's face it because anybody that does not normal people don't do that and that's not saying that anybody with mental illness is not normal i did not mean that at all but i'm just saying you know somewhat of mentally stable and sound mind does not behave like that right you know i don't know what she's on but yeah yeah so but um but yeah, even even when it comes to the paranormal investigations, we always talk about that. Um, being very respectful of the spirits. We've talked a lot about cemeteries in the past, um, of course, recently. But um, yeah, I don't know how many times we've we've gone over about. And you watch our paranormal investigations. That when we walk into a location, just like we would any normal, um, you know. I don't want to say real life. It's all real life. But, you know, with the the people in our physical life, when we go to visit somebody, you go to visit somebody's house, what have you, you know, there's always a greeting. There's always those pleasantries. Um, there's those introductions if you don't happen to know them um, immediately. Um, and, and that's what you're doing when you go to these locations. If it's a cemetery, if it's a house, if it's a historic building, whatever it is, you know, you're doing those respectful things, those those manners <laughs> you know those mothers you manner those manners that your mother taught you um yeah you know and, and that matters when we're dealing with spirits it applies to people that you can see and it should apply to the people that you can't see i mean the energy is still there even if you can't see the person you know it has it so you know i don't care if you're walking away if you knock you know hi you know, hey, this is who I am. You know, do you, you know, mind if I come in? You know, I can't see you. So if it's not okay, you know, let me know. You know, that doesn't mean, you know, knock three times back and it doesn't mean make my box light up or whatever. <laughs> Don't just, you know, just, I can't see you. So let me know if it's okay or if it's not okay. Yeah, uh, Chrissy Roberts says, I love how you are respectful to them. I've seen others call them it. I wouldn't appreciate it if I was a spirit. You guys are great. Well, thank you very much, Thanks. Chrissy. Absolutely appreciate that. Yeah, we try to be as respectful as, as we can be, you know. Um, we just think that's right and proper. And, you know, when it comes to the investigation aspect of it, that you know, we get better activity. I mean, I'm not necessarily doing it to get to get that activity, but I know I'm going to because I've been respectful to them and over time we build up that rapport yeah because yeah. you're still building somewhat of a relationship with the venue itself and with the any of the intelligent energy 
that's a part of it. So it's just like getting to know somebody new. The more that they are comfortable with you, the more they're going to share with you. So it's not like, oh, we hope we see this so we can show it and become popular. I don't, I do not give a rat's butt about that. Notice I did not use profanity. (laughs) Trying to be mindful of any children that may be watching. So it's hard to not say the F bomb. (laughs) Fuck. Oh, wait. (laughs) But it's, it's difficult. But anyway, I. Yeah. Yeah. So I have some good questions here. So basically normal human relations, interpersonal relations that you would use with humans works with ghosts and spirits too. Uh, good question here from the Haglin. What's your take on medical research back in the day, i.e. snatching bodies in Victorian times? Now, that's an interesting question. It really is. Uh, because there was a lot of grave robberies back during that time because of the fact that you had a lot of doctors that they, they didn't agree with the uh, medical standard at the time. You know, they knew it was flawed. They knew it was off. Um, it was in a lot of ways religion-based, um, which it just didn't work. And so they knew that in order to really uh, figure out how in the heck to uh, cure people and figure out what's really going on inside the body, you actually had to like take a look inside the body. And so, yeah, there were a lot of grave robberies where they would go and grab um you know, recently deceased corpses and, and and cut into them and do that research. And so um, while it was, this, this is a, a mixed, yeah, this is mixed because it, it was a good thing for the medical community, but those spirits would have to probably be really pissed off. I mean, it wasn't in you know the age of like HIPAA now, where you have to have permission for everything and document and sign. You know, for well, your you body can donate to be your body to science, and stuff like to science, that. but so, you still yeah. have to sign for that. And they just didn't have that. They didn't have that back then because it it was well, yeah, it was absolutely illegal for even the the doctors to do that at the time. You know, there were so many different religious connotations about that. Um, so they would go and steal the bodies. Um, you know, you talk right. about we, we've we've had Jeff Mudge on here. And we've talked about H. H. Holmes, and we've we've had a Friday Night Ghost Frights on on H. H. Holmes, and that's one of the things that he would do. <laughs> you know, uh, he was he was part of that community that would research. Of course, then he would go and and turn uh, in uh, life insurance fraud on it and make money off of it that way too. You know, or sell the the skeleton bones to. Um, to colleges so he had a lot of other things in the works there but um yeah i mean honestly i think that the spirits would have been extremely pissed off about that if you know their body was laid to rest and then suddenly it was exhumed so were those uh doctors haunted by those spirits probably i hope so probably (laughs) yeah yeah the haglin says definitely a conundrum yeah it sure it is you know it like I said, I'm mixed on it. it. It needed to get done, um, you know, so that we could advance medically. You know, so it would have been great if there there wasn't that religious stigma that was attached to it that prevented, in a lot of ways, the medical community to, um, you know, to have people that volunteer their their body to science, 
um, or, you know, there was even like, I don't know, a drifter would um, be found on the side of the road and, you know, they'd just toss them in a potter's field or something. Well, that's a body there that you know, maybe the drifter wouldn't have liked it, but it could have been used towards science, but no, it couldn't do that, you know. So, you know, it it helped, but, it, you know, it still had its, its repercussions as well. So, um, Sean Oldsmith asking, have you ever had an experience when spirits who you talked to were nice then turned nasty? That's a good question. I I'm mean, trying to, well. Um, well, well, I wouldn't really say, I wouldn't really say nasty. I, cause really, I mean the nasty ones our, that I've been involved with were, were nasty to begin with. At the cafe, uh, we had our mascot that went with us everywhere, and he was always so nice, and he would say funny things on audio, and then all of a sudden that same voice announced, I own that soul. Right. And then the energy was like... I remember that story, yeah. You know, after that. So things got a little darker after that, but, you know, and that, and that, was, that, was, that was pretty, I wouldn't say nasty, but it definitely wasn't nice, you know, and he wasn't... After that, we couldn't tell if our nice little mascot that we had before was even on the premises anymore. It was just after that, he was either gone or part of the the meaner energy that was in there. So, yeah, um, with with us, I mean, the nasty ones that we had were, were nasty to begin with. You know, they um, like that one at the Edmund House. It, it was always it was always negative. You know. Um, so I can't, yeah, we didn't have one like that, you know, but I mean, really when it comes down to it, and this is a harder question to ask because at least for me personally, most of the spirits that I've experienced have been on the nicer side rather than on the nastier side. And it's just really the, the ones that were nastier were nasty. Um, now there were some that have been, you know, talkative at first and then a little less talkative later on, but you know, that could just be a mood thing. Yeah, I wouldn't say that would make them nasty. That was just they weren't in the mood, you know. Yeah. So, um, Tom McNicholas says, "I'm going to be cremated and still wonder in a hundred years what will happen to my remains." I mean, this is—it's it, an interesting concern, and I know you and I have had that conversation a number of times about being cremated. That, you know, sure your your child could have your remains, and then that would get passed on to your grandchild. But a couple generations on down the line when those people never met you what happens then do they even care at that point yeah you know i mean i kind of like the idea of being married or buried in this little crypt with like a little with some some of some hero media books in it or small <laughs> books and like a couple of chairs and like so what so people can come in and our remains and be in there there you people go people could come in and read you know, plop down some recorders and, you know. Yeah, I've... Um, I kind of wonder, because, you know, if if you... If your remains aren't all in one place, and they're just... Some of it's here, some of it's to that person, some of it... I mean... It becomes Does ash. your soul care anymore? I mean, does it care oh. that you're not, like, whole? Should your remains... Like, if you're cremated, fine. But if you're buried, fine. But you're all still together. You know, if you get cremated, you're in this little whatever. Yeah, you know, unless like, somebody frees you, right. You now, my dad, 
uh, wants to be cremated and he wants his ashes to be sprinkled in various you know parts of the woods that he's hunted in all of his life okay. what does he like to spend time in and I was like that way he becomes you know a part of nature which he loves to be outdoors and I said well you know can I keep a little bit or something <laughs> right <laughs> you know put it in like one of those little lock it things or a little lock it you can get it encased in in glass yeah you know uh, there's a lot of different things you can do with it maybe buried with it you know maybe. or give it to somebody i mean i i don't know but brie jones says deep down the rabbit hole at shauna's crematorium <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's interesting um you know there's a lot of different options now for um being cremated where they can turn some of the ashes into jewelry and, and things like that records yeah you can be you know turn into this like tree pod and turn into a you turn know, into a tree. a tree there's all kinds of stuff going yep. on now i know people that use ashes of loved ones to be mixed with ink to use as you know for a tattoo yeah that one's a little creepy so to have somebody's ashes actually in your skin yeah i yeah, yeah. And, and again it makes you wonder you know how respectful or disrespectful it may be on some level you know would it have been i mean would they have been okay with this with, <laughs> with having part of them put inside of you like that this one, i don't know this one was a this one was a stillborn oh so they wanted okay they didn't have any okay choice really. okay gotcha but yeah for a lot of other people though it's like you know like for um like on Oak Island, because we've recently talked about that. The um, there were the three sisters that had uh, descended down from Daniel McGinnis, and um, the one lost a battle to cancer. And so they had some of her ashes put inside a little uh, glass stone like that, and they went to the uh, original McGinnis Foundation that was on the island, and they hid that back behind um, some of the stones in the foundation. So. Don't know if that was a request by her. Don't know where the other ashes are. Um, but there's a piece of her that is now split off from, you know, the main the main thing. So right. I, I don't know. That's that's a good question though. Um I know for for me personally, um, ever since I was younger, I always uh liked the idea of the mausoleum and then seeing Lakeview and the mausoleums mm. there. It's like, wow, those are beautiful. Um, and that would, and that's a, a cemetery right there that's very very well kept up. Um, they're making some big money at there. They have a very yeah. large staff. All of that would be very expensive to get a mausoleum there. But there are a lot of smaller cemeteries that the mausoleums there get broken into. Mm -hmm. And um, oh, what was it? It was some some months ago where. Um, I'm trying to remember where it was, but they broke into the mausoleum. They were pulling the bones out of the crypt. And again, another... That happened at... Um, on, uh, it happened around here too, right? There, there was yeah. one in... I don't know, it was like Eagles. It was Miles' tomb. Stephen Miles and his family were buried and on top of Eagles' cliff. Oh, it was in Akron where, where it happened. Well, this one was not. Well, no, was yeah, not but right. I'm, I'm saying the one I was thinking actually. of happened in Akron. That was recent, but yours happened it was a few years yeah. back and yeah. you know i went there and it's beautiful up there uh but they basically he him and his family 
and had some of his uh, people that was in his employ, like servants, and all buried in there. And looters had come and opened the vaults, stole all the, you know, jewelry and personal, you know, belongings. And then, I mean, this is like not an urban legend. This actually happened. I mean, they drug the bodies out and burn them right there on the overlook. Yeah, that's... Ugh. You know, talk about disrespectful. Yeah, oh my apparently God. it was some type of a cult, something or other. You know, so uh, <laughs> so they're trying to work wow. their voodoo magic or whatever on there. And you hear about yeah. that in Louisiana uh, when I was on um, the show uh, was a couple weeks ago, week and a half ago with uh, Bernadine LeBlanc, and they're um, they're primarily based there in Louisiana. We started talking about the cemeteries, and um, you know, she said you kind of had to be careful on some of them because of the fact that. Uh, there are people that will go in there to work voodoo magic and they will actually uh, defile the graves and dig, you know, dig up bones or some of them, you know, a lot of them aren't even in the ground because of New Orleans the way it is. So a lot of them right. are above ground in crypts and they'll open up the crypts and, uh, and and pull out the bones and start doing voodoo shit with it, you know, right there in the middle of the cemetery. And it's like, she's like, gotta be careful on those. But right. and that's, and that is really, really horrible. Right. But not to those people. It's all in the name of their religion. Yeah, you know? yeah. So uh, Diane Hilbert says, um, I guess back when we were talking about the cremation, uh, you won't know where your remains are once you're dead, though. Um, I don't necessarily agree with that. And this is one of the things that I uh, um, that we've talked about with, with cemeteries and are they or are they not haunted, that um, I, I think you have an idea, an inkling of you know, where, your, where your body is. And... Um, that while not natively haunted that um the spirits will know to come there when uh when somebody else you know family member or what have you is is being buried and they'll go and visit and they'll be able to you know of course see the other family members and of course the loved one that, is, that has passed away and what have you uh when you start uh like with in our case you start observing a, uh, a particular family plot or what have you and you're remarking about what's on the headstone and you're kind of you know really you know talking about them and they get that idea of vibration oh somebody's at the gravesite and they're talking about me and they will come you know and, and visit so i think they do have an, an idea of where they're at um but they're just not always there so they're not hanging out at cemetery sitting on a tree limb waiting for people to show up but when somebody comes around maybe laying flowers down um, or like in our case, we're just kind of passers by because we have an interest in cemeteries and we start observing something. And I think that really happened up here with the Benilis. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that's a pretty special spot. I mean, the, there's so much weirdness surrounding that plot, that family plot anyway, just with, you know, trying to figure out, you know, why did all the boys die young? and not the women and why is this one spot you know have this certain amount of energy whenever i step with a certain foot going in a certain direction it's so weird and i played around with that spot trying to come out of and do it but <laughs> it's definitely weird and you know we've we've had a lot of activity in that spot yeah it's a really interesting spot. Uh, Sharon Lane says, some people are obsessed with how they look. They probably stick close to their body, maybe. Well, I, and I've choked <laughs> around about that. That, um, Yeah, I don't think that you know people stick with their body in the graveyard, you know, unless they are narcissistic you know, and, and really were totally into how they looked. And they're like, oh, I'm going to hang out with my body. I mean, 
there mm-hmm. might be there might be a couple like that but i think most people don't stick around at the at the cemetery that they'll they'll come and visit for a variety of different reasons so um if Ramelino, do you think you are stuck when you're buried in a particular spot no i don't think so so i think people i think spirits get stuck for other reasons and they don't know that they can go that they have a free will to move about um so yeah it's it's kind of um interesting so a lot of the places that we investigate um you know i think that the, uh, these spirits have an attachment to you know like the house the location the building you know maybe it was uh owned by the family and what have you um you know but i think our popular culture is kind of you know as far as like a storytelling aspect that um you know somebody's i don't know somebody's body was encased in the basement of this house and so now they are haunting it, but they're stuck there and they can't be freed because their their bones are in the cement or whatever it is, you know. Um, you know, I don't necessarily buy that. I mean, they they might be haunting the place because that's where they they died. Maybe they died there, so they're they're going to haunt it. But not that um, they're haunting it because their their bones are there, you know. Unless it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I want you to know my bones are here and come get them you know, maybe from that aspect, but I think they have free will and free reign to move outside the house and go other places. Yeah. You know, as an example, I mean, maybe that was a little creative. (laughs) Um, Well, I actually had in the third Chase Michael DeBarlow book, which is not released (laughs) because it's still like maybe halfway done. I've been off and on writing it for maybe eight years or something <laughs> but for those of you that are familiar with the chase michael de barlow mystery series so in the third one he gets hired by a paranormal investigative team and that team essentially hires him because during their investigation they are following this activity um there there's um you know the the hits that they're getting on the, some of the different meters that they have um you know, are leading them to a spot in the house. And they were, quote unquote, hired by the woman that's supposed to own the house. And she's outside with uh, with the other half of the team. And see there, that goes again. Mm-hmm. The thing is, this the screw is just busted on it. So I'm trying to keep it held up. Um, screw it. Okay. <laughs> um, so as they go down into the basement and they discover this hidden little alcove where there's the remains of the body cops show up at the front of the house asking the other half of the team what are you doing here and they're like well you know she hired us to investigate the house because of the paranormal activity she'd been experiencing the woman has disappeared and when they and the cops are like you know this place has been abandoned for you know however many years it is the woman's disappeared they describe the woman to the cops and like no she's been dead for she was the one that owned the house so you know kind of playing that whole thing but the the bones were hidden in the alcove so something like that where it being a storytelling aspect that you know she's actually placed a call to them (laughs) to say hey come investigate the house you know so that they could find her remains um hey if you can make phone calls in the app yeah but, but but the idea is there that um that she has rain to move outside the house i'm gonna call a lot of telemarketers there you go. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, B three airspace. Mike talks with his hands, or he is Houdini. Uh, yeah, well, the the th I think it's the threading on the the screw here is messed up or whatever because the the pop filter keeps calling or falling. And I've had we've had comments down in the chat or in the or not in the chat, but in the comments afterwards saying, "Why do you have a pop filter because of the um, the suppression that's in the microphone?" But you do actually still hear it without the pop filter. Occasionally, it will show up. I hear it when I'm going through, um, you know, the audio clips, or when we come out here and record something, we're not using it. I still hear it. It's it's better than other microphones, of course, but that adds a little bit more, and it's fallen, and it can't get up. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so let's see if I missed anything here. Um, Sharon Lane, movie stars are supposed to have been seen around their graves a lot, making a living off their looks. I, I mean, there's, I don't know. I, I think people make some of that stuff up when they say, yeah, I saw, you know, Jimi Hendrix out at his grave. Uh, I don't know. I'm about 99% sure that wasn't true, but... Just a lot of little things left on his but, <laughs> grave. Yeah, I can never be 100% sure about most things, so... I, I don't feel it's true, though. My opinion. Yeah. Um, Hagley, I believe we're drawn to events and moments in time and family, not the actual remains. A funeral may, may be one of the last vivid memories. I think people will go to their funerals. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably go to mine, make sure everybody plays the right music. <laughs> <laughs> they better be playing Home Sweet Home. Molly crew. Yeah, there I want go. people to bring record. I know it's terrible, but I I want I want people to to record stuff. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, bring yeah. an audio recorder. See yeah. if you say anything. I, I, at your want, I want someone. I want to give permission to somebody to leave a recorder with my remains before <laughs> I'm buried. I mean, I just I, I just want to know. I just want to know. There's only one way to know. So. Somebody better be willing to do that for me. So there's Tom McNicholas. I'll put on my headstone, Super Chat Superstar. And if you mess with me, Shauna will come after you. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you for the $10 Super Chat, Tom. Absolutely appreciate it. Um, Donna Gorton saying, good choice, Mike. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm serious. I've actually, um, I've had that conversation with my daughter about music that I want played at my funeral. And so um, that, that's one of them, Motley Cruise Home Sweet Home. You know, and I don't give a shit if some people are going to be like, that's too loud and offensive and whatever. You know, by the time it like, gets into the, by the song, by the time the song ratchets up, I really don't give a shit. Um, it's, it's me. <laughs> it's absolutely me. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And, and I want On Eagle's Wings played there too. And that's a Catholic song, but you know. What else did I want? Um, I there, want Silent Lucidity. Silent Lucidity was one, yeah. Um, there, oh, there was another one from Bon Jovi that I wanted. But it was basically like this whole playlist of stuff that, you know. They, but that's, if, if you, it's one of those, if we're going to have some sort of service, you know, to honor the person that has passed away, then let's remember that person for, you know, who they are and, you know, what they believe in and what they liked and that music rather than all the standard stuff that you play. Let's play the stuff that the person enjoyed so you yeah. can remember them. Yeah, I'm listening to this song. This was Mike. This was Shauna. So, 
Um, Bree Jones, Bon Jovi, Blaze of Warrior, Wanted Dead or Alive. No, I think it was um, Welcome to Wherever You Are. I have a list. Mm. Like welcome, to, and yeah, Welcome to Wherever You Are. You're sitting there at my funeral. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but no it's one of those like this is this was supposed to happen at this particular point in time this is where the, you know the path of life has led you for this particular moment you know so and it'll go on after so um all right Bree Jones, I'll take shout at the devil. No, I'm not going to do shout at the devil at my funeral. <laughs> not going to do that. Home sweet home works perfectly fine. That because uh, <laughs> really because I will have gone to whatever our home is, and I do that. But it could be out there, or out there. I or consider it wherever. out, not up. Yeah. So, um, all right. Uh, Five dollar super chat from uh, Snaggletooth. Uh, Patrick, thank you very much. Hi, Mike and Shana. I want the song "Wherever I May Roam" by Metallica. Yeah. There you go. Hey, that's a good one. That's a good um, one. Yeah. I could see that. I yeah. could see that. Um, Kathy Siliento, Mike. Once you are on the other side, will you be airing live on Tuesdays too? <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna try heck yeah let's do it Tuesday <laughs> oh my gosh yeah depends on You're how about, moves in the afterlife yeah. I, we, I, we will literally be inside the upside down at that point yeah right live from the upside down <laughs> it's haunted road roasts it helps you hunt ghosts <laughs> here's how to order <laughs> um yeah, that, that's great, Kath. Thank you. <laughs> hey, if we could swing that, yeah, that'd be great. You crank everything up on Tuesdays. Just um, have to make sure that somebody's still paying the bill for the electric so that we can right. get it going. So, yeah. <laughs> B3, that was a good radio voice, Mike. Yeah. I've <laughs> <laughs> Got that. Speaking of music, um, the uh is faith no more off their angel dust album um land of sunshine where they do the here's how to order right <laughs> <laughs> so by you know singing along with that song i kind of got practiced up on that and so yeah b3 that's where that's where they came from even though we saw it all the time on the 1995 commercials here's how to order yeah okay <laughs> in any case that's way the freak sidetracked <laughs> um so um Tim Schoen, you will be on Upside the Inside Down. Yeah. <laughs> Donna, try for EVPs of Mike for show hosting on the other side. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Not for a long time, though. I'm going to live till I'm 126. And those of you that watched our episode with Bernice Golden, rest in peace, Bernice, a uh, year and a half ago, she said I was going to be 127. So there we go. Yeah, I'm not going to be there. Shauna says she's not going to be there. So. I figure I'd probably have another 40 years. Maybe. Mm. John Old Smith, Tuesday night on the Ghost Box. Okay, something I will not be doing is visiting Steve Huff to let him know I'm on the other side. So no, no, no Ghost Box. Because I don't speak in radio. I, I, I don't speak in radio, so that won't be happening. We had a whole episode on that about a month ago on the Ghost Box. Yeah. So, and I will say, is if we're getting into disrespectful stuff. So... One of the things that we had actually thought about for doing for this show was um, it came up in my YouTube feed, his, his Freddie Mercury thing. Um, 
and basically, again, taking advantage, not this time of somebody's death, now that's, we'll get into that in a second, but this one was basically riding the coattails of, um, of popular culture, of a new movie that was out in while, okay, so The Nun comes out, we do a, a video on Valak, on, on the demon that was in that video, and did it as an informational thing, hey, the nun, the Conjuring Two, where where uh, that first came out of, you know, was talking about you know this thing being um, like the Marquis of Snakes, the Defiler, da 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 da, and then shows up as a nun. It's like now th that particular demon, if you go back into um, basically demon lore, um, it was actually a uh, young boy or a, or a boy riding on a two-headed dragon, not a demon nun. Um, and then some other things uh, that we got into with that. Um, so basically it was, you know, here's some additional information about it. Um, they wanted to basically give this thing a name that they were bringing into this movie. They chose that. Um, the nun movie basically expounded on that a little bit. Um, and so I came up with this video. Other people on YouTube were also coming up with, with similar type of videos. I think we got a little bit deeper into it. And then um, you had the one, Amy's Crypt, that actually went to the freaking Abbey out there yeah. in Romania. It's like, phew, good on you, Amy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she did a whole tour of, of Romania. Yeah, so. it's, but that's, and, you know, yeah, the, the movie just came out, so there's it's going to be fresh in people's minds. But it's also a way to say, this is the movie world, and this is reality. And it's a way of keeping the truth still there. Yeah. Yeah. So and we did the same thing with Slender Man, like when the Slender Man movie came out. And so, um, and so we we gave okay. Here's the history and backstory. Are you seeing something over there? I know. I heard something over there. Not like heard a something. It wasn't the wind again, like last time. No, it sounded like a someone over there. We may have a haunted studio after all. Hmm. Dun, 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 dun. It was, it was one syllable, but it was, it was a deep. It was a, it was a, it was male. Wow. <laughs> did mean, you? Did any of you guys hear that? It was just a quick, you know, like a, mm, like a deep. Yeah. Um, it was inside this building. <laughs> it wasn't on the outside. Okay. It didn't sound muffled at all. It sounded just over there. Interesting. Did you hear it again? I didn't. Did you? Yeah. Are you guys hearing anything? Let, let us know if you guys are hearing anything. Sean Oldsmith says he heard it. So, um, <laughs> B3 Airspace. I have heard it rapping, tapping on my chamber door. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. the raven. <laughs> um, Hi. Yeah, Bree says she wasn't paying attention until Sean turned her head. Um, okay, I don't know. B3 Airspace says I've... I've been hearing it since you started the second half. Interesting. Hmm. Well, we'll have to pay a little bit closer attention to it. Um, I've just been kind of keeping the conversation and the show going. So, I, <laughs> yeah. Um, Kathy Siliento has not heard anything. And B3 Aerospace says that she thought it was reverb. Okay. We'll nope. keep an open ear. So, <clears throat> again. So, um 
Yeah, so there's that. I, I bring that up because that was one of our, our bigger videos uh, this past year in, in 2018. Um, the other bigger videos were the Making a Murderer, which you know came off of, um, uh, it started as a review of that series. And then that half of Haunted Road Media, because <laughs> half the subscribers on the channel are seriously here for those videos, <laughs> even though there's only like 15 or 16 of them. Um, you know, people had started demanding more information and all that. So it's like, okay, fine, I'll give out more information. Um, but, you know, it's current pop culture, of course, uh, as well. Um, but it's it's not doing something like, um, you know, well, because this movie's popular and this person is dead, I'm going to try to sit in my in my kitchen or my dining room and try to, to contact that person um, so that I can, you know, get substantial views. It's just, it, it doesn't work like that. Um now, if you were to go, because they're not going to show up in your kitchen, they're just not. I just I don't believe that. No. You know, I, I don't believe. Yeah, it just no. Um, you know, because I, I mean, I mean, I know we talk about. Sorry, I, I know we talk about on here that you know when you start talking about somebody, they feel that vibration, and you know they might come visit, like you know when we're out at the cemetery or something like that. Um, you know, there are thousands, if not millions, of people that talk about Freddie Mercury every single day. And so I don't think that he's just going to be like, well, yeah, all these people are, are talking about me, you know, and so, but this person's using the, you know, their little device here. So I think I'll go visit him. I, I don't. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, and I mean, for anybody who's met him, he may be a super nice guy. I mean, anybody can be nice to you. You know, you're paying money to go see him or you're paying for their, for their stuff. People want us to do a live EVP. You know, but, you know, I'm sorry. I think he's a disrespectful tool and I can't stand him. I think he's disrespectful. It's disrespectful to the people that have passed. It's disrespectful to these people's families. Yeah. The, the ones I mean, that get me are, are when they have just passed away. Right. Yeah. When they've you just know. passed away um, and then you're you're capitalizing on top of their death you're exploiting their death yeah it's like basically well let's see oh so-and-so died today guess who's gonna talk to me well no it does it it doesn't work that way yeah I, I think it's a little different when you go to their house several years later you know and there's people reporting well we think we've seen them that to me that's a little different um then you know the person has just died and you're sitting down in in your own kitchen and trying to say i'm talking to them yeah, it's like you, you know, got your little box here. Why would they going. come visit you? Like the yeah. old house, yeah. But why would they it's come like, visit you in your kitchen? Do you know, is this is this Freddy? Is this Freddy? Yeah. Yes. You know, I'm sorry, it's radio. No, the word yes is played on the radio all the time. I know, I've heard it. You can hear yeah. it a thousand times a day. You know, I just oh, and people enable him. You know, oh yeah, have all these people. You know supporting him and stuff like that i mean yeah so to me that's <sighs> it's extremely disrespectful to ex exploit somebody like that after their death and it's disrespectful to the family uh, i'm so, i'm sorry i'm it trying to find i'm trying is. to find a, a particular post here from a moment ago yeah it just is and you know i if you can be okay with that then you're part of the problem 
if you're a fan of, I'm sorry, you know, I don't want to offend anybody or step on anybody's toes or piss anybody off or whatever. But if you support him, you're part of the problem. And he's going to keep doing it as long as he has people paying attention to him. And people like him are the ones that really need to be shut down. They're an embarrassment to the field, in my opinion. They're not making any strides. They're just trying to get rich and popular off of being disrespectful and the fact that people don't want to research they just blindly follow I'm not saying everybody but they will just blindly follow whatever 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 the shepherd is telling them to follow you know I just I just wish as Dave says shut your mouth read a book <laughs> shut your mouth read a book <laughs> Dave from its ratings in we love him so much him and Donna they're wonderful Judy Wilson I'm waiting for him to call Bush yeah I was expecting that oh yeah I thought that would come that. yeah I, I've been yeah. I've been watching for that one I've been Google searching it waiting for it to happen but no it hasn't happened yet yeah. you know but maybe it won't if he's not you know a Bush supporter maybe he won't maybe get. maybe I yeah. don't know he, he might get too much backlash because of you know just that but right. um I was trying to find Patrick's post. He had, he had posted um, that he was looking for some um, you know, some positive thoughts and prayers uh, because of his medical stuff that he's going on, that's going on with him right now. And he had actually in the post the, the list of the stuff that's been going on. Um, it, I'm just it's it's up here somewhere. But um, in any case, can't. Patrick is a good friend of ours from from Canada. Um, please go ahead and send some positive light and energy his way um, so that uh, he can get that taken care of. Um, People are asking us to do a live EVP session because of what's going on in here. However, doing live EVP in your home, that's not usually something that I like to do because it's kind of inviting something into the house. <laughs> and while this is the studio and it's outside, it's still a part of the household. Right. So I don't know if we should be inviting that like in. Like I'm, I'm kind of, I, I will say this. I have seen the little balls of light in here. I've seen the twinkles in here. And I've seen the shimmery the heat mirage you saw thing. the shimmer in the kitchen the other day yeah, yeah I, I was surprised i was like no <laughs> no we do not come in the house you know but it was in the bank with me for christ's sake i was so shocked i was like what <laughs> it's like looking around can anybody else see this you know i you know and i've and i've had it happen you know um who was with me it was somebody other than you. Might have been Kia. I'm not sure. I was like, "Do you see that?" And she was like, "I don't see anything." You know, I said, <laughs> "We were we were outside of Zen, and I remember seeing it." She goes, "But they probably have a crystal for that." I was like, "No, I'm not losing my mind. <laughs> I know that this is you know, and, but everywhere I go, whatever it is, is starting to get a lot bolder because it's being out in public now." Instead of just whenever it's just the two of us, you know, on an investigation or whatever, it's in public now. And it's going to make people think that don't know me think I'm crazy because, you know, this girl's seeing stuff, you know. And I, and I know it's someone somewhere is going to see this with me one time. I know you have not seen it but you've it was at Mineral Springs with, with Zara. It was like right there. Yeah, that was you the saw first that place right there. I saw yeah. it first time. I mean, well, I was observing the 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 K two, which was doing some unusual stuff, and that was about the time you saw the shimmer. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's you know, and there's times where you'll you you may or may not. I'll be like this, just fixed in one spot, 
just looking or I'll squint my eyes or whatever. I'll close one eye thinking maybe it's just my eyes, you know. But then, you know, and it's always... It's always a certain height. Yeah. Too, you know? So <laughs> I don't know. No. So Bree Jones is wondering if it's your ghost boy. Um Fran Molino saying perhaps children following you. I mean it's all it's all possible. That's entirely um, possible. Yeah. Usually they get me in here, you know, and or flash me some Vandalia's a good one for that. <laughs> Flashes me visuals of stuff and I'm like, you know, um, yeah, Betty Lange was asking where our studio is at. So just to give you an idea, um, basically the studio is like a very large detached garage and there's like a lot of workbenches and stuff. The, the person that used to own this used to run some sort of shop out of here. Um, and so, I mean, my car is actually sitting right over there. <laughs> <laughs> there there's a lot of room in here. But my future um, work... And, her, and Shauna's future workstation there for doing there. the zombie dolls are, is over there. So there, there's I'm a lot of room for, I'm looking here. for antlers. Yeah. <laughs> and I've had a, it's been pretty comical going to different places asking for them. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's attached from the main house, but there's a, a small walkway that goes from here to the back of the garage that's actually attached to the house. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, still all a part of the property to me. It's still a part of the house. So... Um, but it has heat and air. It has heat and air, so we don't run the we don't run the heat while we're doing the show, so because that would be loud and noisy. Um, there was um, who was it that said, "Yeah, Judy Wilson saying, but I think you already have something in here," and and I guess you know opposing my, but I don't want to invite something in. Um, <laughs> but it would encourage it to like stick around and stay in here and. Um, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> you know, not that like I'm afraid of it or anything like that, but uh, right now we don't know, you know, who or what it is. And there, there's too much that we do in here that I'd hate for, you know, even if it's not malicious, if this is just, you know, like if it, if, if it is one of the ghost children and they decide that they want to start playing around during the show and all of a sudden disconnect us. <laughs> you know, or I'm trying to record, you know, a Friday night ghost rights and then, you know, poof, the lights go out or, you know, something ridiculous. And it's like, man, I, I just, <laughs> it would be a little too bothersome. <laughs> I mean, I mostly don't want anything to come in the house just because, you know, my kids you have been around boys. enough yeah. of it. Now, if it were just the two of us in there, you know, like say the boys get up, you know, and go, go their own ways or whatever. Hell yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. You know, I'll be like, yes, yes, please. You and know? Betty Langan saying it's getting close to winter solstice, so maybe they're coming to celebrate. Hmm. And then Kathy Cilianta says, question for Shauna, are you around water? Uh, there's a lake about a mile and a half from here. Which I've never been to, by the way. I've driven out there before. Uh, I remember I, or I went... Um, to like the the entrance of it the one night during one of the big moons that mm -hmm. came up and I was like oh yeah you know because that was the only place like a farmer they didn't have any lights <laughs> you know and that was the second time I'd been out there the first time I was out there was just when I first moved to Greenfield and I'm like oh there's a lake you know and they have camping it costs like six bucks you know and okay. I knew my kids would love that it's only a mile and a half you know so that way if they get into any trouble it's not that far away <laughs> you know <laughs> Um, and that was the second, that was the first time I'd been there. And then the second time was to watch 
big moon come up. So it's nice out there. Um, yeah, that's the closest water body of water, though, to my knowledge. I mean, there's, you know, a river, um, but it's it's pretty far away. So, um, kind of curious here down in the chat. Um, I guess I'll have to find it. So I don't see. I know something something with uh, with Patrick of offending somebody. I, Patrick is a sweetheart. I don't see where he would have ever offended anybody for anything. So okay. Um, I don't know. In my book, no need to apologize. Um, does anyone sense that the spirits are getting stirred up a bit more right now? Anyway, from Sharon Lane. I don't know. Um, I mean, the mention was made about the the winter solstice from um, from Betty Lange, and we've kind of talked about on here before about um, you know different times of years and um, the Geminids. The meteor shower. The meteor that's showers. Coming up. Yeah. You know, anytime there's any kind of event like that, that kind of charges the air a little bit. Um, as I went out to watch uh, one at, at uh, what is it? Not the one with the Manilis, but the other one, Rose Hill. Mm -hmm. Went out there to watch a meteor shower and. Uh, I just parked the car, just spritzed on some insect repellent, and just opened the window, and I heard someone run up next to me, and the so I was like, "Whoa, hello!" <laughs> you know, I was like, "Hi, yeah, you stay there, I'll stay here." <laughs> Explain what was going on. You know, there's a meteor shower, there's you know shooting stars and stuff like that. Why don't Why don't we watch that? You know, you stay over there and watch it though. <laughs> I'll stay right here. So. Yeah, that's twice. You were on the phone with me for one of them. Too. Right. Yeah, that was that was really interesting because we saw, it seemed like, we were 500 miles apart. It seemed like we saw the same star or the same shooting star at the same time, same meteor. Yeah. It was really interesting. So, um, all right. So let's go ahead and, um, and, and get wrapping up here. So, um, you know, basically when it comes down to it, you know, be respectful. You know, when it comes to cemeteries, during your investigations, you know, these are people too. And, you know, don't do, you know, ridiculous, stupid shit to exploit people in their, and it's, it's harmful to the families when, when they die. Don't exploit people's deaths. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the three main things from, uh, from this episode. So, so just don't be an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> don't be an asshole. Yeah. Yeah, don't be digging up people's graves and scattering their bones all over the place. You know, don't, yeah, don't do stupid shit. Don't, yeah. Um, don't be uh, provoking during investigations. And yeah, come on. Come on. These, be respectful, just as you would with anybody in this, just walking around in this life. Be respectful. So, all right, let's get down to it. Um, Uh, da, 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 da. Super Chat Superstar. So we have Tom McNicholas and Patrick, Snackle275. Thank you guys very, very much. Absolutely appreciate it. Um, I always appreciate it for uh, from you guys. Um, again, please send out some uh, healing energy to, um, to, to Patrick there. Um, that would be fantastic. And um, 
Yeah, um, Rita. 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 Yeah, Rita who, was in surgery today. Yeah, Rita. If you recall, Rita was on to um, to talk about the cafe back at the beginning of October, but yeah, she just had surgery today. Yeah, she had esophageal cancer, and they basically had to remove uh, and like her stomach and make a new one. So, yeah. and there were some complications, but uh, she's out of the woods as far as the surgery goes. But the road to recovery is going to be a hard one. So. And she is very close to me. I'm very close to her. So, yeah. yeah. And as soon as she heals, she says, Cafe Show Number Two. There we go. Happen. We'll so, do Cafe Show Number like, Two. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, Tom McNicholas says, You guys will always be straight shooters. And I love that. Um, Kathy Cillian did a great show as always. Love the integrity you both have. Great chat room, too. Great peeps here. Yes, absolutely. We love our Mad Hatters. You guys are awesome. So, speaking of Mad Hatters, let's go ahead and get into the shout outs. First of all, Donna Gordon, thank you for Cheshire Catting the chat. We uh, appreciate that all the time. So, there's uh, Betty Lange down there, of course, Tom McNicholas, Kathy Siliento, uh, Katie Palmer, thanks for joining us again tonight. Sean Oldsmith, uh, thank you too for both shows. Bree Jones, thank you as well. Sharon Lane, thanks for all the questions. You guys had some great questions tonight. Uh, Chipper Terry, uh, we appreciate you as well. Dylan Kraft, thanks for joining us tonight. Um, Sha uh, Shauna's still looking over there. <laughs> um, maybe Kathy Siliento, uh, Tracy Christian, thanks for joining us again. Jill Nipchinski, thank you too. Uh, our Fairy Queen, Diane Hilbert, thanks for joining us again. The Haglin, uh, thank you very much. There's Greg Rinkin, thank you, Greg. Um, let's see, Tom Lackey, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, so we have a couple new faces in the house. Um, yeah, there's Patrick, Snaggle275. Uh, there's Judy Wilson. Uh, thank you very much. Madeline Wyman, thanks for joining us again. Um, Variety Multimedia. Uh, Candy uh, Orton, thank you for joining us, uh, as always. Um, there's Fran Molino. Um, talk about Ghosty's girlfriend. That was a little ways up. <laughs> <laughs> um Let's see, who else do we have? There are a lot of people in the chat tonight, and so we do appreciate all of you being in there. And all you lurkers. Yep, and all you lurkers. Tillery down in there? I know he's watching Oak Island tonight. <laughs> <laughs> he watches Oak Island and us at the same time. Uh, Haunting History, thanks for joining us this evening. Um, all right, I'm going to scroll all the way back down. So, um, Tim Schoen, yeah, we're not forgetting you. Um, let's see, anybody else? Anybody? Deb is me. Oh eight. There you are. Got you there. And um, I think that's probably going to about do it. So if we uh, if we missed you, you know, we apologize. We try to get everybody. Try to get in as many shoutouts as we can. And it's not intentional if we miss you. So um, there's EQEQ. All right. <laughs> yeah. Got that one. All right. I think uh, there's B3 airspace. I think I got B3 earlier. So, all right. So, there we go. Um, Dustin was watching too. Dustin was right. watching earlier. He said goodnight. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, Dustin was. <laughs> he was. He was. He's there right. in spirit. He's there in spirit. All right, everybody. Thank you again. Have a great night. Oh, um, so next week. I better let you know. Uh, so next week will be our last edge of the rabbit hole and inside the upside down for the year. Um, 
It's Tuesdays uh, following that are Christmas and then New Year's Day. Everybody's going to be doing family stuff. And honestly, trying to do it the night before, well, trying to do it the night before would be ridiculous, but even doing it the, the day after, people are still doing a bunch of family stuff and all that. So I got to work anyway. Yeah, Sean's going to have to work on, on either one of those days. So we're just going to wrap it up for the year uh, next Tuesday, and then we'll come back, um, I guess it would be January 8th. So, um, but there will still be some. We'll have a couple of video releases stuff, in there, you know, you know, like getting on, but just not the shows. Well, uh, well, we'll probably go live on Facebook at some point. Um, there'll be a. Um, well, we're gonna release the YMCA paranormal investigation video. There'll be a Friday Night Ghost Rights in there. And they'll do be our uh, year end video. So. Um, January 5th, um, if all holds up correctly as far as the weather, if all holds up well. So the 4th is a Friday. That will be a Friday Night Ghost Rides, our first one of the year. But then the 5th, uh, there just may be a live paranormal investigation. So may look out for that. All right. So that's what's coming up. Uh, Bree Jones, woohoo, 9.6K subs. Yeah, it's... For those of you that haven't subscribed, please go ahead and do so. Might be a little hard pressing on the goals to hit 10,000 by the end of the year. December really slows down, especially the last couple of weeks. So we might not quite hit 10,000 by the end of December, but certainly within the next few weeks. That kind of happened last year. We were trying to hit 5,000 and it like really slowed down at the end of the month. Um, but we hit 5,000 like two weeks into January. And who remembers that? <laughs> yeah, we hit goals and you know. then we do giveaways. Yeah, so, so we'll do a big one at ten thousand. So I mean, we hit we hit nine thousand before uh, Halloween, which was the goal. But uh, yeah, December's really slowed down. So that's December for you. All right, everybody. In any case, have a great night, and uh, I guess you'll see us on. I'm hoping Friday for that YMCA video release, and then we'll see you again on Tuesday. So have a great night. Thank you